You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. This is Tanya Pinkins, and you're listening to my podcast, You Can't Say That. Welcome back for part two of this wild and crazy talk with the men of the Hot Wing Kings, which was Katori Hall's play at the Signature Theater. I had a thought about uh, education that I wanted to bring in, because I was watching this documentary about um, uh, racism in the evangelical church. And it was talking about how um, native voices have been pushed out of the, uh, 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 in terms of like evangelical Christianity sweeping across the United States and Canada. And they were talking about in Canada um, how these um, young native uh, girls were put into these re-education schools to be taught how to be Canadian. Right. To be taught how to be white Canadians. Correct. And they were divorced, they were separated from their families, they were separated from the people of the, uh, in similar... Get the Indian out of them. And Yeah, teach the Indian out of them. And I don't think that that is different than the education system in the United States. Agreed. For black people, where it is trying to, by by virtue of, of not, of whitewashing history, of literally just not teaching the history of this country. And I'm not talking about African-American history. I'm talking about American history. You cannot divorce the two. Mm. You, to, to not teach American history as it is, not trying to protect white people's feelings as you teach it, but to teach it as it, as it is and as it happened and the effects that, it, that are, we're now dealing with the reverberations of today is to try and strip black people of, uh, uh, of the knowledge that they are using to individuate it, and then all of the all of the ways that um, uh, black people are are um, are are punished within the education system. Your son being being an example, your story to some being an example. That the numbers of black people being punished at higher rates in education, is it's ridiculous. But when you think about the unconscious and conscious ways that that happens, mm-hmm. I'm, I, it, I started reflecting on that, um, Corey, and being like, okay, so unconsciously, you, you're not aware of your unconscious bias. You may be like unconsciously punishing more because, because of 
you know, stimulus that you've received over the course of your life, you're not aware of. But then on a conscious level, you could think you're doing the right thing. There's this young black boy in this class, and I know the statistics for black men. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure that I, I punish him now. I'm gonna make sure that he gets that detention for pushing down a four-year-old who can barely stand. Cause this way, when he gets and be, becomes a, a big black man, he's not gonna be violent. I'm gonna get that out of. I'm gonna help to Train teach him. That out of him. Now. I'm gonna help to get that out of him now. Mm. So there are conscious ways that people could think that they're doing the right thing. Or I'm gonna help usher him out of this. Uh. And that is the that to me is super uh. scary. That you think you're doing the yeah. right thing by traumatizing children. Mm, I don't Arresting know that they think about us like that. I don't think they think about us like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. Go on, Steve. Tell us about your childhood in Arkansas. I got in folks from Arkansas. Arkansas. Forest City. Rock, My folks from Forest City. You lying. No. Little Rock, Arkansas. Born and raised. Mm. Born and raised. No. Um, I, now, I will say that I often find that the South is a little less racist than the North. Listen, I be saying that. The South is the, a little less yeah, racist. I grew up, <laughs> and there were two worlds in the South, black and white. I don't remember Latino. I don't remember nobody else but black and white. I grew up, I wasn't raised by my mother or my father. My grandmother raised me. But it was in a very, blackness is all I knew. Two blocks down the street was Daisy Bates from me. Um, I lived What's next, um, Daisy Bates, she uh, helped integrate Central High School Word. in Little Rock, Arkansas, mm -hmm. two blocks. So I remember my grandmother cooking food and I would, I didn't know who she was at the time, but I would go so to her house to bring her food. I went to a black church, grew up Baptist. All my environment was black. All I saw was examples of black middle class, you know what I mean? Um, but to grow up black, to grow up male, to grow up then gay, or say gender loving, was the shift, you know what I mean? Um, my environment didn't explore it religious-wise. I grew up thinking, you know, typical Baptist, it was a sin. You, you know, we want to get that out of you. So I learned very, very soon to, I remember coming home one day to my grandmother and after having attraction for another young man, just didn't know it was wrong. I went like, Mama Louise, I like such and such. And she went, what? And I knew in that look immediately mm -hmm. that that wasn't tolerated, accepted, and through the church. I went to church every Sunday in our church home and stuff was very um, important in our, our home. I knew quickly that that was part of myself that I had to hide. So I went on that hiding probably for uh, up to 30 years. Wow. And how I did it was just, I just wiped that part out of me. You know what I mean? I said, if I didn't have to acknowledge it, if I didn't, I was, people would think, are you like asexual? Like, what's up with you? But I was just like, learn how to pass, learn how to be at my barbershop and not be detected, learn how to go in very hyper-masculine black spaces and be accepted. That's what I learned to just mask up and learn how to survive and ignore any type of sexuality in my, that's why I'm so versed mm -hmm. on it now, because it took until I got to college in grad school mm -hmm. to have any sense of, of an acknowledgement of who I was and trying to discover and I went on a quest for all of that information. But but I, that means through your adolescent years where we're exploring our sexuality, you had shut that shit down. I didn't do, do you hear me? Anything. I didn't do anything because I was fearful. I was fearful and I was told very quickly that shouldn't happen and that that could even be death. That's what I thought. And I grew up in the AIDS epidemic. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a, in a point of lack of knowledge, mm -hmm. lack of understanding, um, fear, shame, belittlement. That's how I grew up. So I just learned to just hide, um, hide and pass. 
Um, then my grandmother would raise, I think, of Dominique Mariso's pipeline. Her whole, I, 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 I empathize with that, of mothers, women of color, and I think about you and you said your sons, in the quest to just have their children survive. Mm. And you know what I mean? Survive this systemic injustice mm. because it's already planned that we would go from the cradle to prison. Mm -hmm. That's what's expected of us. Mm -hmm. So my grandmother, single woman, did everything she could so that I could be educated and survive. Mm. But then when you get educated, like you said, I went to white institutions primarily. So then there's this sense of Uncle Tom syndrome mm -hmm. that I have been taught to please, to be safe, not be threatening. Uh, you know, and, and, and as long as I can please the mm -hmm. overseer, I was rewarded. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's all I knew mm -hmm. until I got to graduate school. Um, and then there's some sense of, oh, I... You, I can think on my own. I can have my own thoughts. I don't just have to regurgitate information back to you. Mm. I can critically think for myself. Mm. But I've always, you know, had on my own quest of, 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 of writers of color, of, of scientists of color, of artists, our people. I was on my quest because I grew up around a black environment. That's all I knew. And then I keep jumping because I look at I look at you only because I'm also a professor at Penn State University. I'm, I was head of the MFA acting program, and he came through the program. And how then I go, how did I find myself as the educator, the black male that was the head of something? You know what I mean? How and did you? Listen, by the grace of, you know what you I mean? You must but, have been tap dancing listen, your I, no, ass like, off. I remember, I remember, <laughs> no, literally, literally, <laughs> I remember the day I discovered that and felt so shameful and bad because I said, oh my God, I have been part of the Uncle Tom syndrome. And I was even to a point. Do y'all know if people remember this? I remember Cecil came to class and one of his other classmates, I pulled him aside in my office. I was like, listen, because the history of the school was black men didn't survive there at our school. They will get you out and cut you and out of the program. And I remember him and a friend, another black male, bringing them in and going, y'all, listen, y'all got to stand sit in the front row. Y'all got to be on time. Be early. Pull out your notebook and pretend like you're writing notes. Even if you're not, look like you're writing notes. I did. It's that is all, what I did. All, all, don't, wear, <laughs> don't, don't wear your hat to class. You have to look a certain way. And then I felt shame because I was training you mm. to be in this oppressive environment. Mm. The very thing I had been trained and how I got to where mm. I was. Isn't that messed up? Yeah, That's but it was how you had to survive, though. But it's so important, I mean, it's like though. I had to tell my son, we got to cut the locks now. Mm. They starting to see you in a certain way. We got to take mm. your locks off. But it was so important though, like because like mm -hmm. I know I could only imagine that position, but like you're the reason I went there. Like if you were not in that position, I would not have went there. So like you and there's Eric, there's a bunch of dudes can like attest to that. So it's like it's so important. Like like and you fought for that when we was in Toronto. Remember you like there's no black teachers here, yeah. and they, they they not understand. They couldn't even get it in their worldview. They're like what? They were offended. They're like, are you saying I can't teach students because I'm not black? You're like, bro, we just want to see ourselves, man. We want to see ourselves. And then this ideal of what the bar is, because I, I mean, I'm, you can't say that, but I'm about to say it. A lot of these higher education institutions, I mean, let's be clear, is white schools of theater, white schools that teach Eurocentric value as the default. Mm. And if you don't fit into that, it's problematic. So I have a problem with that as an educator. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? We need to diversify the top, the faculty whose administrators, who the deans are, who the principals are, so that the, 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 
um, curriculum can diversify. But Listen, you want us to you learn your centric But, you know, I got to say, as a teacher, I've been teaching at NYU Atlantic School, and I rarely have students of color. But if I have at least one student of color, it allows me to teach a little bit differently. Yes. Because they can let everybody know that how I'm being is okay. Yeah. This last year, mm. I had no students of color. And I had, my reviews were terrible. I really would be surprised if I even get invited back. They were like, I was the worst teacher they ever, ever had. It was the, you know, the worst class in their history. And many of my um, uh, complaints were that it was so punitive of me to have them read August Wilson monologues. Mm. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Mm. I don't know if I just blew out that mic. <laughs> but it's like, I might, not get, I might not get a job again because, because they get to write those things and... If I, you know, I, I had them, and it was one t- one day, the final class, I had them read August Wilson monologues. That was punitive of me. Multiple, multiple people complained about that. Yeah, I, I find it amazing, though, the, the percept, well, there are many thoughts that I've had in this last five minutes, but the, how perception is so the forefront of how we judge people and how we, like, what we take away from what somebody says. It's like, there was this amazing voice teacher that I had when I was in grad school, and it was so interesting to hear how students that were not of color would talk about her. And it was like, she's the bomb. Like she's telling you as it is, she doesn't have sugar with what she's saying. She's just saying, this is what I, this is what it is. Is she of color? Yeah. Oh, yes. oh yeah, yeah. Oh, she, she, like, I, I ooh, she, she's amazing. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Fran Bennett, Fran Bennett, amazing woman. And, but the way in which people talk about her that were not of color, it was like, you don't understand. Like, I, I want to say that this is mama. This is grandmama. Like, she just has a different way of talking to you that's not going to coddle you and make you feel good because that's probably not how she grew up. That's not the struggle she went through in life was being gen- people being gentle to her. She had to have a tougher skin in order to communicate what she needed and communicate her needs. And so it wasn't going to be, oh, let me let me take care of you, baby. She was not a mammy. She was the instructor of that class, and she was going to tell you what you needed to know. If you didn't like how she said it, that's not on her. That's on you to understand your own insecurities and your ego and what you, where you need to place that. Um, but how people receive teachers of color is, I mean, from grade school. My, my, I forget who said it. My first black teacher was Miss McKibben. She taught me science in fifth grade, and she was a savior. Like, she... It was amazing to see myself in science and to, and to be curious about that knowledge because I had never seen, I didn't have a black teacher ever, ever again before. My mother was a teacher, but she wasn't my teacher. So I don't know, but I'm just thinking about perception and like how people perceive one another. And, and you don't know the traumas that people have gone through. You, if you don't ask, you will never know. And, and you still may never understand it or empathize with it, but um, empathize with it. Let me get that, 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 uh, whatever emphasis, you call it. Right? The emphasis, correct. Mm-hmm. Um, but Everybody that is you, everybody that I know has grown up with some sort of trauma that has stunted them or propelled them in some way. That when you're coming together in a group of people, it's difficult to say you don't always match because you're on different levels of of understanding. Um, and just to take the time to step back and look at what is being given to you versus how you initially feel about it, I think is 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 more powerful and more you're going to gain so much more from that. I mean, like punitive, please, I, like. Yeah, August Wilson. I'll say on a, on, a, on a somewhat hopeful note. Um, you know, I'm I'm an alumni of um, NYU's grad acting program, and and um, recently, I, last spring, I had the opportunity to go back as a. Um, they have a program called the um, 
diversity mentorship program where alums can come back and shadow one of the faculty members there and work with uh, work with students for a semester. And I, I worked with um, or the voice teacher Scott Miller with the um, first year class last year, and um, they um, they have started uh, at the request of the students. What I will say is great, you know. I the point is they do listen. They listen and and they 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 try to give the students what they ask for to the best of their ability. And they started. They brought in Michelle Shea to um, lead a August Wilson um, workshop with the entire first year class uh, last week, which yeah, I said. Felicia in a Rashad couple, came in and it, talked about get a, a school wide panel about August Wilson as like a cla- as classics. Yeah, yeah as classics. classics. The way the right. way that we were asked to study Arthur Miller and Clifford Odets yeah. and ten, yeah. you know, like, like like why 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 and Shakespeare and yeah. Shakespeare why why is not August Wilson considered amongst those you know the he is. Those, he is. You know. Absolutely. So you know. So so the fact that and, and it was such a, a success and the, and the, and the entire class loved it so much and the, and I was able to sit in on a couple sessions. Um, uh, it was proven to them that oh, you know that now they see you know now over oh, they see that there's there's value. We I mean, obviously we, we always knew there was value, but to get a program like that to 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 acknowledge the value, you know, it was refreshed. I'm like, okay, this is prog this is a progress, you know. So I'm 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 hopeful that it, they will continue uh to 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 uh move in, in that direction. But it is sometimes like pulling teeth to Please. get these institutions to change, to get out to to get out of the crotchety old, you know, crap they've been using since 19 19- 45 yeah. and see the world in a different It's like there's so many players. And I'm not even talking about, like, August Wilson's great, but August Wilson ain't the only no, black yeah. playwright Hall, that we need, you know what I'm saying? So. Like, there's new stuff. There's, I mean, refreshing new writers out here. Like, yes. let's, let's do your, like, do your homework. As, and I, you know, I'm big. Any uh, teacher of, of actors at any institution is like, do your homework too. Like, go find the material. I actually, I had a teacher who actually asked me for a list. Of she's like, could you give me a Lisa Benavides? Thank you, Lisa. Um, she's like, do you have a list of of writers and plays that I could be looking at as I teach? And like, you know, and like because I understand it's a lot of material. They're very busy, and there's a lot of material. There's out Google. There. There's okay. There there's Google. But but you know, I I appreciated the fact that she at least asked for for help, and you know, in 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 in, in getting those materials together. I take it. But so lazy. It, she get paid to do that. No, she I get mean, paid to go I, on Google look, and find take, out. It take a village. She needed to be able to pick up her phone book and go, oh, other playwrights, other teachers, please no. come on. Well, come no, on. but she also, well, look, I love Lisa. She, she is the reason, one of the big reasons the August was Michelle Shade was there. And, and did the we'll August say, work. okay, we'll but, give Lisa a little bit of props. Yeah, but so, so, but my thing is, it's like, let's, you know, it's like, well, these resources, these materials that these, these old, you know, these institutions are, seem somehow to not be aware of is like, Come on, let, let's let's get like let's 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 get up to date. Like let's let's if I see <laughs> I said if I see one more damn egg scene from a raisin in the sun and like I mean, it's like the only scene that they know. It's like every black man that come in, I'm sorry, sorry. But it's like every black man that come through has had to, you know, it's like there are others, you know, and every black man is not Walter Lee, you know, or doesn't need to not to say they can't play the role, but it's like let's 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 mix it up. Let's let's get some you know different material out here. And it makes me think of like what you said about that freshman year class. How how what they thought of that class and how amazing it was to have that perspective that they all had to learn August Wilson as part of the classic. What they got out of that. Mm-hmm. What we get 
mm. as as black actors from having to take in a world of theater that does not include us. We learn and we learn to exist outside of ourselves in Bingo. new ways. And we and learn to embody actors, other people. I mean, the first on. time I did this with a, a set of students that responded really well to it, what was exciting to me was they all came in. This was a class that responded well. They came in and they were like, it's it's just so big. It's mm. this there's, there's, there's a lot of power. There's a lot of energy. I'm like, yeah, black people, the taxi driver, the shoe shine, mm-hmm. they living mm-hmm. with that kind of power all the time. Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity to embody a whole nother yes, life that we have to do all mm-hmm. the time. All yes. the time. And, and and it uses so little of us. Mm-hmm. And so it makes mm-hmm. me go, if you're mm-hmm. unwilling if you're unwilling to embrace and and even try to be exposed to things outside of your experience then how are you going to learn to actually do the job? That but they don't have to, to because the world was made for them to be comfortable. And so when you ask them to step into an August Wilson or a Katori Hall, it's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. And when the world was designed for your comfort, like our, I always say to my, I've, I've dated a lot of white men, I'm uncomfortable all day long, every day. So I just made you uncomfortable. Join me. This is this is mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. We are used to just being uncomfortable mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And you ask them to be uncomfortable for a, an hour. It's it's a it's a big ask. And you get blame because if the world is designed for you to feel comfort and you make me feel uncomfortable, you're the problem. You're the problem. Yep. You're the problem. And you experience this. I know I've experienced this a lot. Uh, um, being doing plays that are for black people and are written by black people that white people who come and see the plays often they can connect to many things about it but if there's ever anything that makes them feel outside of the experience they're like something that th- this thing was wrong with the play well i had that with Katori Hall's hurt village yeah. they were yes, like of course. this this is just too much We'd be like, this was 90 minutes of some people's lives. They mm-hmm. live in that 365, seven days a week. You couldn't do 90 minutes yeah. with these people? And the people in the audience who who see themselves represented, the black folk who see themselves represented by that experience, they, in those same moments that white people are blaming them, that's what's wrong with your play, are like, that is the thing that made that play. Yeah, yes. That liberated me. That is the thing yes. that liberated. That was my cathartic moment yeah. in that play. Yep. Yes. And so I would challenge the these you know white students in these institutions that don't want to go outside of themselves or these white audience members that are but uncomfortable about going go outside. outside yeah, themselves. but they don't have to. But I would encourage them, do it. For their own benefit. For your own benefit. For your own I don't even care. I ain't well, even you don't know the no benefit, more. Because if you're already comfortable and feeling good and you're living in a luxe apartment, why, why would you And you, you got go a TV series and you're getting Broadway shows. I, why do I got to learn August Wilson? Because yeah. it's 2020 and the world is going to keep changing and you're going to be left behind. Okay, It's going to keep changing. This is my mother question. I love it. Because I worry about this as a mother. So I have a lot of black male friends who brag about my mother knocked the shit out of me and my mother slapped me down. And I remember the time I did this and my mother blah, 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 blah. So I got some hands going up, but we yeah. they, we can't see hands. You got to say, mm-hmm, or yeah, something yeah. like that. Been there. Y'all had those mothers. Yes. So I had a mother who was violently, just brutally violent. Mm-hmm. And it is just something I could not do. I mean, I certainly tried to spank And I just, I can't do it. I mean, I experienced such violence that I can't do it. And I worry, I mean, and I've had to say to my children, sometimes to my sons, like, maybe I have crippled you. But if you thought she was going to get a mama who was going to beat you and scream at you and all that, I'm not the one. Mm -hmm. I'm not the one. If that's the only thing that's going to motivate you, I'm I'm not the one. I can't give it to you. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and I worry about it, but then it sometimes they're like, well, I'm so grateful that I can 
you know, financially support my kids. But then I remember like, nobody supported you. You was out there taking care of yourself and you didn't know, but it's like, I can't, you know, put them out. I'm like, I can't put my kid out on the street when the world is like this and this and that. But I feel like a bad mother because I can't beat them. I can't scream at them. I can't put them out on the street. And I, I, I feel bad. I don't think you should feel bad. I because I've been all the above. Beat, <laughs> hit, all of it. And I remember growing up angry. And the only reason that it stopped when when I got big enough and strong enough to fight back is when it stopped. Um, and I always said if I had children, I would never. My little nephews, and when I see them, I will never whoop them. I would never. And I, I always wonder what the connection of that is toward slavery. Yes. Um, and whipping and that way of discipline. Mm-hmm. I think but I feel like of- I'm as strong as I am because of the, what it went through. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like I went through such horrible shit that people today come to me and they offer me something like, what you, what you got? You can't do nothing to me that I don't have done to me in my childhood. Bring it. True, true. But in, are there other ways? But then there's trauma that goes with it too. I mean, it costs- Agreed, agreed. But it did make me who I am. Yeah. And when I look at my children, I'm like, why am I having to take care of you? I was yeah. already doing this, that, and the other by the time I was your age. <laughs> I feel like I was watch cops and that was kind of enough for me like back in the 90s cops was nothing but black men getting taken to jail put in the back of a car you didn't want that then you had then you had um the beat down of um la rodney king rodney king and that was another reason why i was like mm, nope king i can't be bad um, it, I mean, but, but, television as a deterrent. Was he, was he bad? No, no, no. Well, I, was gonna, I was gonna say can't, can't, can't be bad, but you also can't be good and be black. So it, 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 it was kind of this like, well, I see this on television. It's represented to me this way. And I already grow up. I'm growing up in Texas, so I mean, I'm hypersensitive and hyper aware of always having to think of how other people are going to perceive me, no matter what I'm doing, right or wrong. Like. I got to be on guard, so I I feel like you internalized. It. I internalized it, and it and it has caused for a lot of anxiety and paranoia that I'm still working to unlearn and to 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 deal with, which is very. <sighs> I mean, that's my that's my honest truth today is that the anxiety has been high for a while, and like people were doing that that ten year um, reflection on what it's like been from 2010 to 2020. And I remember everybody was leaving these positive things. And I just kept thinking, you know how many black people have died in the last 10 years? Do you know how we have survived and how we are still resilient as black people? Still pressing forward to say we can do this. We can do better than we did last year. Like that to me is more powerful than like, well, I made this much money in 2006. Well, or, you know, 2016. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like. Black people in the last 10 years have gone through so much and so much trauma of witnessing our people being shot and killed publicly, virally, mm-hmm. and no one's doing anything about it. So I, I feel like- But the difference only is that we're seeing it. It was exactly. happening. It's still it's happening. Right. It's exactly. always been it's happening. It's a, a not, right. It's just more visible. People get to suddenly pretend, oh my God, I didn't know I idea didn't know. that that was happening, but that wasn't new. It was no. like, when, you know, Emmett, until Emmett Till was on the cover of a magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's, that's when people are like, oh no, we can't have this. You know, the, that yeah. magazine cover and that and that mother willing yeah. to, to, to show share, her son show that what way. had happened to her son started an entire movement in the way I would say technology and social media and phone cameras on phones has ignited 
ignited a new wave of 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 you know of of action now. I don't know. Maybe I so, but because Maybe I think so, it's not, it's I think it, we're kind of going in the other direction. Where we're starting to get numb. Like oh, yeah, another another yeah. shooting. Oh, somebody else got killed. Yeah. Okay. I, I, you know, it's like I, I couldn't. I had to got to a point where I was like, I just can't watch any more video. I just yeah. can't do it. I can't it. watch somebody I, else I, getting it's killed. For my own health, and it's not that I don't care. I know that it's happening, but it and I, you know, I it's just it, it's. It's traumatizing, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's traumatizing to 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 watch these videos over and over and over again. And every time there's one, a new one, it's like I can't. I, I want to be part of the solution, but I can't be part of the solution at the expense of my own health. Mm. And you can't mm. heal yourself fast enough. Mm. That's right. the that's the trouble. You can't like they, it happens so quickly and it happens so often. There is no time to heal, so you just kind of become this walking scar. And I'm and I guess again, I want to emphasize that we are still. Smiling, still finding ways to laugh, and still, still making ways beautiful to work, just yeah. dazzling me on stage in the hot wine kind. <laughs> Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. I will say with with the the mothering thing, I I don't have no answers, but I will yeah. attempt to walk this line with y'all. Like my experience with it, um, I was hit as a child. Um, I don't know. I mean, I will say I learned a lot. I, I this is one of the thoughts that's pressing on my mind. A lot of times, I can tell the difference between people who were whooped and who weren't. You know what I mean? How can as, you tell? What's as, the difference? For some reason, I can just, they act a certain way. Some people walk with like a certain level of impunity through the world as if nothing can happen to them. And that is one thing I do appreciate that my parents did instill up in me. And I was lucky. I, I'm a quick, I'm a very fast learner. So like, it didn't take very long. Like one a couple of them shit. One good crack. Like I swear to God, I'm like two hands. I can count my whole life. Maybe one. Yeah, you know me what I mean? Too. I'm, like, I'm and so the same lines. Yeah. some of them were extreme. I've seen some really fucked up things happen to like friends and heard stories and I will say that shit's crazy but I do appreciate the fact that I understand that like mm -hmm. it can end like that mm -hmm. for me me not like for me you us yes. <laughs> like you know what yes. I mean like it can end like we can't just talk to anybody crazy like we can't talk and, and that's I think I don't, I don't have kids so I don't know what I'm gonna do but I do know they're not gonna talk to me crazy because I can't. Like, <laughs> right. like, they will not. Mean, that's that kind of privilege out in the world. You, right. in, you, take right. them out. you know what I right. mean? Because better me than a cop. Better me right. that's than their, yes. their teacher. They're not gonna end up like Omari. They're not gonna end up like them. Right. Like, Our not, kids are more at risk. If I have yes. anything to say, that they will not end up like that. See, so. I let my kids say anything. Oh wow! Anything? Yeah, oh, I do. Wow. I let them say I mean, anything. Do, 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 do you feel that that has also shaped them to become more? Uh, individualized than than if you had tried to control them because I feel like there's there's the benefit to that of of allowing them to say what they want to say so that I hate to compare them because I don't know your children but Jaden and um, Willow Willow like 
I know a lot of people had opinions of those two as children, but I found them to be very brilliant. And as as Jada and Will allowed their children to become who they are today, those two children are so smart and so opinionated and and they thought about what they have to say. So I feel like that's the benefit of allowing them to become themselves versus shifting them into this idea of who they're supposed to be in this world. Well, I'm going to accept that. That I definitely tell you. My yeah. children are all their own persons. I can't control That's... nothing they say. I'm grateful that they speak to me and send their friends to me for advice. So I guess I did something right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm great. Yeah. yeah, I'm great. I think that it can be done both ways. I think that you can, there is a way to raise children who are aware and respectful without um Beating the beating ass. Them. Yeah. But at the same time, I also feel like, um, you know, I was, you know, I could on one or two hands, like the number of beaten whoopings I got. But but um, what I think is it's important. It's important. You was gay. You was gay in the Baptist church. I got a whooping before I went places. Like, I'm going to give you a whooping before you do something. But I think it's important to know that the whooping is coming from a place of love. Really? And that is, and that is, I think, I think no. it has to, yeah, no, 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 no. Because I no. think there's, no, 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 no. But I think that's because I, you know, there are a lot of people out here getting, getting beat by family members that is not about them at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was and mine. Then, I was getting and, beat, but it yeah, wasn't yeah, about me. Exa- and yeah. you probably knew that it was not about yeah. you. And that's, and that's my only thing is like, it's, it, it, if, if you, if I think you can sense when like, you you earned you kind of earned that whooping and that it's coming from a place of like you know you did I'm and you know and and I'm gonna make sure that you not that you're not gonna make this mistake again yeah. as opposed to it coming from a parent or or a relative or someone who is is dealing something of who's their working own, their who's, own shit out on you on you, you like, literally mm-hmm. I just had this experience down in Peru where I um you know I have sort of had a lifelong uh, low grade depression. Mm. Um, but the way I deal with my depression is to get very active. Mm-hmm. Like the more depressed, the, the worse I feel, the more I'm going to do. I'm going to mm-hmm. accomplish a whole bunch of shit. And um, I thought that that had moved. Like I had gone for about a year and a half and I hadn't experienced that feeling. And then I went down to Peru to do some medicine work and it came up in this big way. Mm-hmm. And what that big way was, was I just always had the feeling that I just didn't want to exist. You know, it didn't mm-hmm. matter how successful I was or whatever. It just wasn't worth it. And um, it came up huge when I was in Peru. And it was like, yeah, you, you could just check out now. Your kids will get a lot of money and just check out now. And it was like, it was overwhelming me. And I went to the facilitator and he was like, well, when we do ceremony tonight, why don't you try to find the child, the little girl in yourself and try to figure out the origin of that? And so what happened for me in the ceremony that night was, I, first of all, there aren't even that many pictures of me. I tried to find a photograph of me as a little person. And, you know, there's about five. And I found one and I tried to talk to that, that part of me. And, and what it was was I remembered being beaten when I, I couldn't have been more than two or three and just being beaten so severely that I, I had to leave my body um, because I felt that I was going to die. And um, and and what what came over me was that I was being beaten because I existed because my existence had ruined my mother's life. My mother had me when she was fourteen, and so it was like, 16. oh, oh, of course you don't want to exist. Like the, existence is a cause for you to be 
suffer very seriously. And, you know, I don't know if that'll come up for me again, but it moved it for a time Mm -hmm. so that it's not, you know, what I'm dealing with at Mm -hmm. at this moment. But that there was just that sort of low-grade thing. I feel like this depression that I see in my students, my kids now, is the depression of the overwhelm of all this traumatic horrible information that shows you how powerless you are. Yeah. Like powerlessness for me always made me just want to die because if I'm alive and I can't fix it, I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. But it was always a single event. Mm-hmm. Now you like, there's 10,000 events every day that you are just powerless over. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. today, <laughs> like yeah. on this day. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, I think it's about, uh, you know, I'm as someone who's also, uh, you know, like experienced a low point a crossroads, I'll, I'll say, um, in terms of like what, what life is, why, why am I, why are you here? What is, what is the goal? What is the purpose? What is your purpose? Um, and how to stay inspired and motivated uh, and attach yourself to something bigger than yourself, um, I think is always, self-care is, mm-hmm. is so crucial in terms of like knowing what is, is 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 wasted energy what is sucking energy and 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 joy from your life and shutting off all those doors so i realized for me part of it was like uh turn off the news <laughs> like like you know like what is what's wasted energy the news is wasted energy you know it's it's wasted especially i've been talking you know this is what it's like it the time that you can spend with negativity like if you can shut that up for some people it's social media like it's if it's nothing but negativity for you if it's dragging you down turn it off like turn it off and attach yourself to more things that bring you joy if it's if it's creating art create more art with 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 telling stories that you are are uh, you know proud of with people who who make you feel good like like th- these are things you can aim for these are attainable goals these are attainable things that you can make a reality for yourself to keep yourself engaged in life mm. to engaged in your your purpose and your 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 reason for being here because um we're here for a reason we're not accidents. We're not mistakes. We're here for a reason. And and if we continue to attach ourselves to those things within us that bring us joy, the reason and the purpose will will if it's not clear to you, it will make itself clear. You know, it will make itself clear. Uh, you know, over time, I believe, and that's it's, it's just one day at a time. Every day, <laughs> you know, every day is a new opportunity to to. Um, to find, try to try again, to try again. And and, <gasps> and if we reinvest in each day, one day at a time, we can, we can, uh, we can, you know, it's a ladder. We can, we can build. And not that you won't slip back down. You know what I'm saying? You'll slip back a few rungs. Like it's not, you know, it, it's a, it's a, it's, you know, it's a, it's a back and forth. But if you, if you, if your trajectory remains in, in the right direction, you can at least avoid the slide being back down the mountain. You know, because uh, you know we all climb in the mountain. That's that's all we do. This is, thank you for saying that. I love you for being authentic and 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 unapologetic about that. I think one of the things that my experience, especially with this show, has been seeing people after the show come up and talk about what they've experienced watching it, and mm-hmm. that they've gone through. I specifically remember a young woman named Gabrielle who came up afterwards, and she talked about how she was from. Memphis and how she had recently come out to her family and watching the show brought up so much for her um, and she just started crying and I I was kind of like 
speechless. I didn't know what to say. I didn't, I mean, but I don't think, looking back on it, that wasn't for me to say anything. It was for me to remember, like, I'm he- this is what, this is what I'm the giving power to of people theater. On, on this stage. And if I can find a way to be selfless in the giving and not necessarily be so concerned with what people are going to say or think about it, then this is the gift that then comes back to me is mm. somebody just saying thank you. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, but I'm also learning, like, it can't just be about somebody else saying thank you. It has to be me saying thank you to myself for at least getting out of my own way to be present, to share this. Um, because that feeling of not wanting to exist or just being so overwhelmed and, and, and talked out uh, or, um, like, there's so much white noise going on that you can't even hear your own voice. Mm. That sometimes it's just taking that pause and 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 moving forward with faith and going down that tra- trajectory that then someone will cross your path and say thank you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being authentic. And thank you for being present. Um, because that, I think, is the hardest thing to do right now for, for me is to just be present. Um, because there's so much going on. Okay, we're going to take a right turn. Hmm. Do any of you all watch Naked Combat? Naked Combat? Naked Combat? Never heard of it. What's that? What? (laughs) That's just a fight naked. Oh my God. You guys don't know Naked Combat? What network is this? Is this on a network? What is this? This is going to be a a house moment. (laughs) Freak house. Are y'all really honestly? Oh, I really don't know what you're talking about. Well, I mean, we were talking about you know sexuality, and I was like, we always got to go out a little up. You know, we got so heavy and serious in there that um, Naked Combat is, I find, one of the most sexy things I've ever seen, and it's two men who wrestle to the fuck. Hmm? Wrestle to, to the, the fuck. Okay. Wait a minute. Oh, wait. That's this, is not, this is not a TV show. This is, that's why I said, what network is this on? This is on. It a, is a show. This is, <laughs> it's a show on. What this is? On um, Pornhub or. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Okay, okay, so we there you go. We're going to watch this. Now we know what we're talking about. Y'all, nobody. I'm here. I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to see how this goes. We're about to watch it. We're about to watch it. Honest to God, nobody's ever heard of Naked Combat. So look, look. We're all looking at a video of. Um, can someone make it come up? There it is. We're watching. Can you, can you I, cast I, it? What I wanted to say about <laughs> Naked is, Combat uh, is, this really is the that the website that you found this on? That um, well, a, a guy friend of mine told me about it. What I loved about it is some of my gay <laughs> friends. Oh, Lord, what this is? Let me watch this. Can you? Are you gonna put it up? No, I don't know how to do that. Hold up. You can airplay it. Airplay it. Airplay it. Okay, airplay it. Airplay it. Oh how do I airplay it? Lord. <laughs> Who knows how to airplay? I don't have a airplay. Team Android over here. Okay, so what was interesting to me about it is that, like, I had a... This was a right turn. This was not a right turn. That's good, Ms. Tiger. That's good. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Now, what? No, 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 because I had this friend. He's not with us anymore. And um, he had been married to a woman for a very, very long time. And, and then they divorced. And he then thereafter had relationships with men. And one of the things he said about it was that when he surrendered in sex with a man, he felt like this man knew what the cost of the surrender was. Like the sex with the man was so full on that 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 was, um, you know, that he loved it. And so um, I, Naked Combat 
was the um the census sorry make, this just went up on the air <laughs> 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 here let me turn up let me right get the, the, the right red. video I so, was, that tv was blank before and then all of a sudden there was but where's the show though <laughs> it's on airplay so I, what what had me thinking about it was this idea that when you when you see naked combat it's two men so it's there it is and it's trying to play two men and the intensity of their energy is so, like if it was a man and a woman, a man couldn't match this energy with a woman. It would feel violent. Okay. It would feel okay. dangerous. But when you see these two men coming at each other with this kind of energy, the virility is exciting and hot. And uh, I find it incredible. Oh. It wouldn't be good with two women, but with two men, it's, I find it very uh, hot as we're watching porn videos here together. <laughs> this is the best podcast ever. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. Wow. What do you think? Um, But they're not really fighting. I see. It's wrestling. Really. Yeah, but they're not really wrestling. <laughs> Are you a wrestler? Aren't you a wrestler? Did I, did I embarrass you guys? I didn't know that's not real. What do you mean it's not real? No, I mean, they're not really like trying to pin him down for a point of wrestling. No, they're trying to pin him down for the point of sex. Okay, we're going to let that go. We're going to finish it up here. We're going to wrap it up because someone's coming in the door. Let's have my phone back, please. Oh, okay. Gentlemen, <laughs> it was so yes. wonderful. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Thanks for listening to You Can't Say That, the show where you can. I'm Tanya Pinkins. This is part of the Broadway Podcast Network, produced by Dory Berenstein and Alan Seals. Edited by Derek Gunther. Music by Anthony Norman. Available wherever you get your podcast. And visit me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And let me know what you'd like to hear me talk about. For more information, visit bpn.fm forward slash YCST. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.